0: This podcast is brought to you by Catch the Fire Boulder, where we're more than a church. We're family. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please go to ctfboulder.com. Lord God, this day, we, we are here because we want more of you. We're always here because we want to serve you and serve each other. God, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for everything from uh, the awesome testimony that Pam gave, the babies being saved, people being ministered to, uh, Landon's encounter with just how you connect people through just divine appointments. And even for the Krispy Kreme donuts, God, thank you. So in Jesus' name, we want to hear from you this day amen so it is the second sermon i have uh we are the church part two so we can get that title slide up there so last week um the it was the first part of a sermon and it was based on how we are connected at the national i mean at the global level and then local level and an individual level. The three levels of callings, I'll say, divine callings. And this week, I'm, I wanna talk more about a Pentecost and really God's plan for, God's plan was always for the church to be universal. His plan was always for the Holy Spirit to be given to every single people group. So it starts with the Jews and it spreads to the whole world. Every language, every person, every skin color, every culture has this invitation to receive this Holy Spirit from God. So um, the subtitle I have, is it up there? Let's give slide one, there we go. So, we are the church, part two. I want everyone to say that together. We are the church. Oh yeah, part two, yeah. And then I'll tell you when to play that video up there. Hopefully it has sound. It's just a funny video, it's not, yeah. Somos la Iglesia parte dos. Okay, so, um, United and Full of the Holy Spirit. Is that a slide? Maybe. But it's my subtitle. United and full of the Holy Spirit. Right? Not full of anything else. But full of the Holy Spirit. Right, Caleb? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to, these aren't on my slides, just real quickly. Acts 4, 32. Um, I like to say just everybody love everybody, E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. So here, the whole group of believers, uh, they're united, one thinking, right? None of them said that the things that they had were their own, instead, they shared everything. So we know the early church, they shared everything. Galatians 3:28, no divisions, only Jesus. The whole group of believers was united in their thinking and in what they wanted. None of them said that, oh, I'm sorry, now in Christ, so, now in Christ, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, you're all the same in Christ Jesus. And then Philippians 2, uh, value each other more than yourself. In whatever you do don't let selfishness or pride be your guide be humble and honor others more than yourselves so those are kind of the three like we're united honor each other and don't be divided this is the early church that's how they were they sold all their stuff a lot of people not everyone but some people they sold all their stuff gave it to the apostles so that it could be used for everyone who didn't have some. It's crazy. Like, I, I was like, what if I sold all my belongings, all, all my, my car, my, my home, my action figures, and I gave the money to Steve so that he could disperse it to whoever needed it? That's nuts. That's how they lived. That's a miracle. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying we're going to do that. I'm just saying this is crazy. Now, uh, in the book of Acts, it's, you can also probably title it Luke Part 2. Because it's the same guy. Luke wrote it. And he wrote, Ru- Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke talking about Jesus from birth to death. Then he writes the book of Acts talking about what happened after his death, and the start of the new church, the early church. So uh, Acts 1 through 5, this shows us how the Holy Spirit, like that first, those first few chapters, uh, they show us that the promise was to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he's talking to people that were already followers, like or talking about, like, the people that were waiting for this Holy Spirit baptism, they were already believers. They already were saved. They believed in Christ. They repented of their sins, and they followed him. They, whatever it was that means to be saved, they just imagined they already were saved, and now they're waiting for this promise of the Holy Spirit. I say that to say this. There are two distinct things. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is separate your salvation. And I'm not here to debate. I'm here to talk my testimony here in a second. Acts 19, go to that. Acts 19, 1 through 7, Paul, right here, he baptizes both in water and in the Holy Spirit. There are two separate things that he does, okay? So in Ephesus, there were some followers and they got saved. They accepted the gospel and then Paul shows up and he asks them, verse 5, next slide. When these followers, oh, I'm sorry, but still stay there. So he asks them, Paul asks them a question. uh, Basically, what baptism did you partake of? And they respond, oh, we were baptized. uh, uh, We received the baptism of John. And so when they heard this, so he, he says, John told people to baptize to show that they wanted to change their lives. He told people to believe in the one who would come after him. That one is Jesus. Verse 5: When these followers heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them. They began speaking in different languages and prophesying. So, Paul, right here, is making a distinction, like at least in his actions, he's showing that this is. This is the Holy Spirit baptism. This is what Pentecost was all about. Now I kind of skipped way ahead to prove a point. I'm going to go back again. But he basically, uh, Paul shows us, the book of Acts shows this. In Acts 1.8, Jesus tells us that, you go to the next one. In Acts eight, Jesus, and this is the word, but the Holy Spirit will come on you and give you power. And you will be my witnesses you will tell people everywhere about me, in Jerusalem, and in the rest of the Judea, in Samaria, and to every part of the world. So Jesus says this, declares this, okay? And then they don't see him anymore. He, he's taken up into heaven, and then they don't see him for a while, and they're waiting for this gift. And then Pentecost happens. And Acts 2, one of my favorite, like, I love Acts 2. It's just so awesome. Acts 2 is the arrival of Holy Spirit, the power, Ruah, Holy Spirit, amazing power of God, second person, the third person of the Trinity. He shows up, and I (laughs) love, I like how that shows, like that dumb video, because right after he receives the fire, he's like, let's do this, and it really feels that way. There's like a, A difference that I felt when I received the Holy Spirit baptism. So, Pentecost, suddenly there's a loud sound. They're all up there together. There's a sound, and then flames, fire comes down or is there, and the fire separates itself onto the people that were in that room. And everyone has a fire over their head, and they all start speaking in tongues. And I say different languages, actually. They all started speaking different languages of the known earth, as far as I can tell. But either way, if I started speaking Chinese right now, or a heavenly language, both would be a miracle. Like, I don't speak either, naturally. They started speaking in some other language they didn't understand. And so this is the Holy Spirit giving them this power. They run outside. All the Jews that are there, all the people that are there, hear it. Pentecost was uh, a huge festival where Jewish people from all over the world came together to celebrate Pentecost. And so there's people from all over the world, cultures and languages. There's so many people there colliding and crashing. And Holy Spirit is given on the day when pretty much every people group in the Jewish culture they're all there and we're in the Jewish religion everyone is represented okay and then the fire comes down and he he disperses to different people Peter gets up preaches in power and 5,000 plus their families saved it's amazing that's awesome now I'm going to go back a little bit next one So God's presence comes down and shows himself as a fire. That one. So where else in the Old Testament do we see God's presence come down as fire? There's a burning bush in Exodus 3. There's a burning bush. It burns, but it doesn't burn, right? Moses is afraid to see God. And God says, you know, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. But really, why is it holy ground? I was asking myself, like, the reason it's holy ground is because God's presence is there. And he is to be honored. And that was a way to show honor in God's presence. Take your shoes off. Don't step on this ground like it's nothing. Mount Sinai, Exodus 19. He shows up on this mountain as fire. So I just imagine a big mountain. Just fire. Stephanie, you have to do that sound fire on the mountain and God's presence is there this is them um this is basically the point where they're receiving the law and uh it's just awesome God shows up in fire it's like what should I drive today the Mercedes Mm, a chariot uh I know fire I'm gonna drive fire today Next, we have Israel being led in the desert by a pillar of fire by night, a cloud by day, and fire by night to light their way. Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it wasn't God's fire. It was a, a human fire so hot that it burned up those guys, right? And those three dudes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're standing there with someone else. It's God, right? And It changes the whole nation. God's fire can either be on fire without burning a bush. God's fire, a.k.a. his presence, can give us power to speak in tongues or to do all sorts of under his name for his glory. Pretty much it's power, whether it's a miracle power or even the power to speak boldly. I love in the the, the book of Acts, the, the disciples they get persecuted, they get flogged. I can't even get, sometimes Taylor likes picking stuff off my back and it hurts. And I'm like, why do you torture me? <laughs> I can't even get like a little skin tag or a skin, not tag, a skin like a scar, like I cut myself in there. And, what's it called? Scab. Scab, I can only, un cicatriz. When, when Taylor's picking these things off of my, man it hurts. I could not imagine getting flogged. And then they don't say, God, protect us. They pray and they say, God, we pray that we would speak more boldly. That is the Holy Spirit power. They're not asking for protection. They're going straight into the danger. And they want God help us to preach even more. That's, that is Holy Spirit power. Right? Right? In the Old Testament, God's fire is repre- God's fire is many times represented as a fire, burning bush, a pillar of fire, Mount Sinai, the fire on the mountain. Um, I even think of uh, the, the fire on the altar. Like it's always a fire. In the New Testament, uh, God shows up and he disperses his fire, a.k.a. aka his presence to many people. This is Pentecost. This is the Holy Spirit being poured out onto my sons and daughters, onto my men and my women, onto everybody. Holy Spirit was always going to be given to all of us. This is the fulfillment of Israel's hope. He was always going to bring through Abraham this fire to the world, his presence. People were expecting a kingdom to take over Rome, the Roman kingdom and the earthly kingdoms. But he sets up a kingdom of priests, as Stephen Christie preached two weeks ago. His kingdom is a kingdom of priests. And like I said last week, priests, what do they do? The job of a priest is to, in my words, connect people to God, introduce people to God. His kingdom is made up of people that will open the door for more people to come in. That's our job. So Pentecost, okay, people, the, new, the early church starts, uh, the New Testament is given, I mean, uh, the New Testament starts, and it's just crazy, Because they're sharing everything, selling everything, they're talking together, eating together. And most of the people, a lot of people stayed in the city that had traveled. They just stayed there. And they just grew together. What, What was happening? They're making disciples. They're living under the apostles. And everyone is learning how to obey Jesus' commandments. Didn't we say that last week? That's what we're supposed to do to disciple people, to obey the words of Jesus. That's what's going on here. And then Stephan comes. Stephen is a man of fire, a young man, and he's preaching, he's working miracles in the streets. It says that God's Holy Spirit, the power was on Stephen, and Stephen gets, uh, he, 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 he's, he's, uh, he reaches a point where he's in some sort of a debate with the religious leaders and they can um, they can't beat him. He's full of God's wisdom and Stephen full of God's wisdom and full of the power of the Holy Spirit. He ends up giving an amazing speech to these people and he basically recounts the whole a big chunk of the Old Testament and he brings he talks about a few different people. He talks about uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses, all of them prophets who were rejected. And now he's saying, and you guys are rejecting Jesus. You guys are rejecting the Holy Spirit. And in doing this, they get mad, and they start stoning him and kill him. And they get Saul, his approval, right? Saul would later become Paul. But before all that, Saul was like, he was against the church. And so, I see all this. Okay, Holy Spirit is given. Everyone is growing. Awesome. But then, the persecution of the church starts. And what happens? It says right there, they are scattered from Jerusalem to different parts of Judea and to Samaria and to everywhere else. Exactly like said in Acts 1.8. Like Jesus said it was going to happen. And then later on, Peter gets this vision, or this vision, and in the vision, God shows him different kinds of meat, he says, eat. He says, I've never eaten unclean meat. God says, don't call unclean what I have made clean. And then what happens? He, uh, Cornelius, a Roman centurion, sends for Peter. Peter has his vision. God says, I have made these people pure, pretty much. So then Peter goes again to the house of these non-Jewish people and gives them the word, shows them through the scriptures, the gospel. And now the Gentiles have the Holy Spirit. And just the same thing. Fire shows up. Everyone gets fire. And they start speaking about God. I'm the Gentile. Most of us, I don't think we have any Jewish people here, or Jewish lineage. We are Gentiles. We have one, two. Okay, that's awesome. I didn't know that. So, now, Jews first, then the Gentile, and now the Holy Spirit is for everyone, and everyone has it. The Holy Spirit baptism is for everyone and anyone. And, I'll let you guys, this is my testimony. This is how I received the Holy Spirit. Um, When I received the Holy Spirit, I was going back and forth between, is God real? Is God not real? Uh, Really, I was very, I I had so many questions, and I had a lot of passion, but I didn't want to follow a lie. And so I kept going to church, and then I also was reading my own uh, Buddhist, Hindu, readings and teachings, and comparing the two. And I realized one day that the gospel cannot be real, and uh, all these other Eastern philosophies also be real. They can't coexist. Coexist isn't true, because you can't have someone say one thing, someone say the exact opposite thing, and both of them are right. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. I realized that this was happening, and so I had a choice to make. Either this Jesus that this youth pastor keeps preaching about is real, and, or he's, he's incorrect. He doesn't know what he's talking about, and maybe the Bible isn't fully true. And I kept going back and forth. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, yes, God, please save me. And then I'd come back the next week, and I'd be like, Oh, God, I messed up. Please save me again. And I, I lived in this constant trying to do the right thing but not able to do the right thing and then feeling bad about it and then going back and rededicating myself to God. It was exhausting, and I stopped going to church. That summer, I was going to start college, and I didn't want distractions. So then I went to church one day because my sister and her friends wanted to go to church. I took them. And that night, my youth pastor of that day, Pastor Doug, he was preaching about uh, the Holy Spirit baptism. And he was using a topic that I love, superheroes. And he basically asked a question like, if you had a superhero power, which one would you want? Everyone said every superhero. And then he went on to the sermon. At the end of the sermon, I, that night, I knew it. I could feel something inside of me just bubbling rising something I couldn't tell I'd never felt something like that but I could feel this thing in me and at the end of the sermon uh Doug had an altar call and he says basically he says what I'm going to end with today I won't end now but he basically says how to get saved I mean how to get saved how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and I went through the process that they walked me through. And I received Christ. I, I, in that moment, even though I had come to dozens of give your life to Jesus in the past, in that moment, I said in my heart, I, I ran up to the altar. I, was, I didn't care who was there. I didn't care if my friends, well, I, I, didn't, I just ran up. And I stood there with my eyes closed. And then he says, Uh, do these three things. So, in that moment, once and for all, I said, God, okay, Jesus, you are my Lord. I accept you as my one and only Savior. And I said this out loud. I put you at the throne of my heart. And that's it. No more Buddhist stuff. Nothing. I put you at the front of my heart. And I could feel this like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then, I started he, he instructed us to forgive people and I'll add that today. And the only reason it's not like it says in the Bible if you don't forgive you don't receive, but forgiveness and unforgiveness it's so crucial it's it's a gospel. We have a gospel of forgiveness. <laughs> so he said basically when you don't forgive it can block just God entering those parts of your heart. So I started forgiving And I forgave everyone in my my whole world that I could remember. All the people that uh, had taken advantage of me, people that I was mad at for some reason, people that had hurt my mom or my grandma, everyone that I had an offense against, I started forgiving them all. And I could could feel like something being taken away from me. I had a lot more unforgiveness than I, I knew. I didn't realize what it was doing to me. And then the last step that he walked us through was, now all you got to do is ask. And he showed us in the scriptures, you ask for the Holy Spirit, and God is faithful to give you the Holy Spirit. And I asked for it, and in that moment, you guys, I, 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 I asked, I said, God, if I, here's what I actually said. God, if you're there, please show yourself to me. I won't follow a lie. If you're there, you know this about me. So please, if you're real, you know I'll follow you. But please, 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 whatever this is, this Holy Spirit baptism, whatever it is, whatever it looks like, I don't care. I want it. But if nothing happens, I'm going, I'm going away. And it wasn't a threat. I was seriously wanting to follow God fully. But I had doubts. And it's kind of like, a, God, I believe, but help my unbelief. And when I prayed that honest prayer, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I can feel something from here. It felt like butterflies in your stomach times 10. And I could feel it bubbling up. And then I felt like I was going to throw up. And then I spoke in tongues and my mouth drooled. And I started speaking in a language I had never heard at a million miles an hour. And my mouth was numb and I was slobbering all over myself. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that was when God spoke to me in my head, audibly, I don't know. But he very clearly said, Bruno, my name is Jesus, and I love you. Now follow me. And I started crying. I started crying like I'd never cried before. This is a Bruno that was super into kickboxing. This Bruno from, you know, almost 18 years ago, that guy, he was really fit, strong, and I could beat up anyone, or so I thought. I was nice, but I hated bullies, so I would get in arguments with bullies and smash their heads into the cement. (laughs) I was was a formidable opponent. I was nice, but I did not like bullying. (laughs) What I'm saying is that that person with a trench coat, hair spiked up, skulls all over my T-shirt, that guy was crying like a baby, that's, that means i got to wrap up. That guy was crying like a baby. And I, w- I fell to the floor. And God's presence was so powerful on me. I remember I couldn't physically. like I was like, oh. And I was like shaking. My hands were curling. And I would try to stand up to, to worship. And I fell down finally. And I heard the words to a song I had heard many times before. But now it made sense. The words were, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. And here I am to say that you're my God. And it made so much sense. And I said, oh my God, you're real. Oh my, mine, mine, you're my God, mine. And, and I'm yours, I'm, I'm your Bruno. It just made so much sense. Even though I kind of knew that before, now I had no doubt. No, as, as, as much as I can... I can't stand here and lie and say that I'm six foot one. I'm five foot six and a half. I need to add that half. (laughs) I can't deny that. That's how much I couldn't deny that the Holy Spirit was living in me now and that he was resting on me and I had his power. So I got up after, I don't know, like 45 minutes of looking like electricity was going through my body, I was told. Uh, I got up, changed. And I hugged my sister and her friends, I was crying. I went home and from that point on guys, it was just nuts. I, I, I remember like the first few stories, I was driving, to co- I was in college, I was driving to college and uh, God said, go talk to that girl at that bus stop. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, she's gonna think I'm some psycho. And she did, she thought I was some psycho. But I, I started talking to her and her sister about God and then some guy attacked them, and I was there to help them out. Out of nowhere, God said, another day, again driving to school, listening to my Michael W. Smith CD, because I threw my Slipknot CD away. <laughs> uh, it was a transformation, guys. If you don't know who Slipknot is, that's an it's a intense band that worships the devil in their lyrics. I went from that, like death metal hardcore music, to Michael W. Smith. Yeah, it's a miracle. It's not, like, it sounds funny, but it is a miracle. It really is. And I'm listening to my CD. I'm driving down Federal, and then I see a guy, and God says, go talk to that guy. That guy was, like, this tall. And he looked mad, and I did. I talked to him, and he needed someone to pray for him. I, he started crying in my car after I took him to his house, and come to find out, He was a sex offender. And I I have no clue. I'm like, oh, gosh. (laughs) And he needed God, though. He was really honestly searching for God. And I was able to pray for him and minister to him. And then, again, at gas stations, go talk to that couple. Oh, no, gosh. It's so late. I need to get home to rest. Do it. That's how I feel the Holy Spirit. Like, go talk to those people. Hey, guys, uh, I don't know what you believe, but. God just told me to come and talk to you guys because you need help. And both the man and woman in that car started crying. Oh my gosh, we're going through marital issues. We had one more day. We prayed, we, we wanted, and she said, I told God, bring someone to talk to us or else we're getting a divorce. And then <laughs> the next day, here I am answering that prayer because God sent me. That's what's happening in Book of Acts. Right? Paul hit by God, gets up, can't see. He goes, fasts, prays, and then God tells this other guy, where's Ananias? He tells Ananias, hey, go pray for this guy because he's going to do works for me. What? God, do you know who he is? That guy is persecuting the church. Go. So Ananias gets up, he goes, and the rest is history. There's so many instances where God tells one person and he tells another person and then they meet up. Answer that call. Don't shy away. Come here to this church. Get connected. If we're not the church, get connected somewhere. But really, we're a universal church is what? We are here to make disciples and to show people how to obey Christ and obey him ourselves. Here locally, we want to build strong families. We want to lift up nations. We want to send a radical people. Use it in your own words. But we want to basically send people in the power of the Holy Spirit from here. That's our goal. And so with that, I'm going to open up the altar. Altar. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit today, right now, this is it. I'm not, yeah, everyone rise up. I'm not here to embarrass anyone, okay? But I'm also not here to coddle anyone. <laughs> I don't I'm not I don't want to do this like, oh yes, yeah, me, I'm in the corner and I want this. God, I just speak for boldness right now. I declare boldness over this congregation. I declare boldness over the people listening. So right now. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, baptism, this fire of God, it's God's temple presence, guys. That same presence that, was, that made Moses' face shine, that's the Holy Spirit, that's available to us. That same power of God that lifted up a Peter up to his feet to preach boldly, that's the same power that right now is available to us if you want boldness, if you want God's power, if you just want God and you want to let all doubt go from you, the Holy Spirit baptism is it, my friends. So, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, come up to the front. I have a mint in my mouth and I'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. If, Amen. If you have received the Holy Spirit in the past, and maybe you just want to rekindle the fire in you, then come up. If you want more of God, isn't that what we all, more Lord, more uh, evangelical, Pentecostal, what, fire, more. <laughs> so that's, if you want to, if you want to rekindle this fire in you, if you want more of God, come up. So, First, anyone who, anyone who wanted the Holy Spirit in the first place, please stand right here in front of the altar. Now, everyone else who has the Holy Spirit, I want you guys lay hands on this man. So, I'm going to end with this. When I received the Holy Spirit, it was crazy. When my brother received the Holy Spirit, he felt nothing. He didn't shake. He didn't tremble. He didn't speak in tongues. But a week later, my brother cast out a demon from someone who was demon-possessed, and he told me that he felt the Holy Spirit rise up in him and help him cast that demon out of that person. That thing left the room scratching the walls audibly. My brother was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he felt no goosebump so don't, it's not about an, uh, an experience. This is the promise. If, if us being evil people can give good gifts, how much more can God, the perfect Holy One, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So Abram, you're right here right now, and you're asking for this right now. Repeat after me, Abram. Lord, I accept you as my savior. Jesus, you are my number one. And now just let forgiveness take over your heart. Forgive people in your mind, in your heart. Yes, God, forgiveness. Because as we As we forgive others, we are forgiven. So right now, Lord, I just speak forgiveness over this young man. And now, my friend, all you have to do is ask. Just ask him for it and receive it. So, God, repeat after me. God, give me your Holy Spirit. I want more of you. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, we invite you to check out our website or feel free to download the Church Center app. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on YouTube and Spotify. We love you, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in to Catch the Fire Boulder.